An inch of time is an inch of gold, but you can't buy that inch of time with an inch of gold. An old Chinese proverb. Let me read that again. An inch of time is an inch of gold, but you can't buy that inch of time with an inch of gold. Hey, welcome to Mornings with Ken. I'm so glad you stopped by. Hey, I have to apologize for yesterday. There was no show, actually almost two days in a row. Um, I did do a, a Tuesday special show where um, I just played a, a bunch of songs because, uh, you know what? I didn't have time. I didn't have enough gold to buy an inch of time, as the problem says there. Um, no, really, it was just a bad couple of days. Folks, I just I just couldn't get it done. Um, I had a, some stuff going on. I couldn't get a couple shows together. So I apologize to my listeners for missing a couple shows. But isn't that an interesting quote from this Chinese Proverbs? I had to read the quote like three or four times. Well, probably four or five times before I kind of got what it said. I'm going to be redundant and read it again, even for my own benefit. Listen to this old Chinese proverb. An inch of time is an inch of gold, but you can't buy that inch of time with an inch of gold. Yes, I get what it's saying. Time Time is so valuable. An inch of it is worth more than gold. But you can't buy any more time with an inch of gold. You can't buy time. Kind of a powerful uh, thought there. You can't buy any more time than what's given to you. It's so valuable, just like gold is valuable, but you can't buy it. And uh, how true that is, how true that is. Hey, well, welcome to the morning show. Mornings with Ken. I am glad you stopped by. I hope you already got your coffee and your virtual donut. And I am looking forward to today's show. So, hey, let's take a really quick break, and when we come back, we'll get our day started together. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around, and the rumpus and ruck is so comfortable now. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. So I got an apartment across from the park Put quinoa in my fridge, still I'm not feeling great Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to go Here we go Hey, are you squeamish? 
if you are, um, you might want to just uh, skip over this part if you're a little bit squeamish and things kind of gross you out. Um, so you might just kind of want to skip this segment. But I got to give you a dad update. Now, I will be talking about time, so, so don't go anywhere. I will, we're going to talk about some serious stuff, but or hopefully inspirational stuff, I should say. But on the, this segment, real quick, I got to give you a dad update. So I'm going to give you time to kind of turn the podcast off or do what you got to do, fast forward it. But I got to give you a dad update. So all, all you guys know that um, we're taking care of my dad. Well, my mom and dad live with us. My dad has dementia, unfortunately. And... I got to tell you a funny story. It's not that gross. Um, But anyway, so my mom, dad, um, Dixie, myself, we're sitting in the living room. And well, my dad walks in. We're all in the living room first. My dad walks in. He doesn't have socks on, which is unusual because my dad, he never walks around in his bare feet. It's just something he never, never did ever. Even as a child, I don't ever remember my dad walking around in his bare feet. So he comes into the living room. He sits right next to my mom where he always sits at. (laughs) And my mom goes, she calls him Gord. His name's Gordon, but she calls him Gord. And she says, Gord, look at your toes. Look at your toes. And uh, I think I was sitting over here reading or something. I I was distracted. I think I was reading. I didn't pay much attention to it. I'm not sure if Dixie did at first either. But then she said it again. um, And I look over there. I'm not really paying attention. And she said, your toenails are so outgrown, they're growing over your toes, like bending over your toe. All right. So that got my attention. She, and then she, my mom said, Gore, we got to get you to a, a, a podiatrist or something and somebody to cut your toenails. I can't do that. That's gross. So... This time, you know, all right, I'm up out of my seat. So I go over where they're sitting. I go, Dad, let me see your feet. And he shows me his feet. And, you know, this is where you might get sick. Well, I mean, I almost gagged. I'm like, toenails were too long. I mean, too long where they're bending underneath his toes. I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. I promise we're not abusing my dad. We're not neglecting my dad. I promise you. We, we we treat him like a like a king um, <laughs> but again he never used to take off his socks ever as a kid growing up he never took off his socks so my mom she's like horrified and uh, she said we got to get you taken care of we got to get you get these toenails cut you know, this is at night. This is in the evening. 
So I am so disgusted by it. I go, oh no, this can't, this can't stand. I can't have my dad looking like this. You know, one, I felt bad. I felt like we don't neglect my dad. I mean, I didn't know I was supposed to inspect his toenails. Again, he has dementia. He doesn't even think about telling anybody anything. So I'm like, oh my God, I felt like the worst son in the world. So I look at his toenails. And if you know anything about elderly people, I didn't know this until I really had to look it up after the fact, but your, your toenails get really, really thick as you get older, I guess, for some reason, or, or in a lot of cases they do. Anyway, I had to go out to the garage. I got pliers, wire cutters, and snips. And because <laughs> I knew there was no there was no cutting them with uh, toenail clippers. <laughs> Again, I'm sorry. This is grossing you out. It grosses me out even thinking about it. So I had to. I had to come back in with with my tools, put my dad's foot up, put lay down some newspaper, and with wire cutters. And uh, snippets, I had to snip and cut my dad's toenails. Guys, you haven't lived yet. You haven't lived as a son until you're cutting your 80-something-year-old father's toenails with wire cutters. Or snips. I never thought I would be doing this to my dad. At any point in my life, I never thought I'd be cutting my dad's toenails with wire clippers or whatever. Yeah, you haven't lived. I hope all my guy friends out there have to do this. Oh, gosh. Guys, I am so sorry to bring that story to you, but I had to share it because, hey, if I got to go through this, you got to go through this, and maybe this will help some of my guy friends out there um, to know what they got to deal with maybe later in life. I don't know. No, I don't wish this on anybody. I really don't. Um, but, And I apologize for, for grossing you out. You know, but I was kind of a little bit, can I admit something? Can I admit something on Mornings with Ken? I kind of was a little bit grumpy at my mom, to be honest with you. I know I'm sharing family stuff, but that's okay because, folks, I love my mom. I love my mom and dad. I'd do anything for them. I mean, they know that. That's why they're here with us because we want to take care of them. I want to make sure that they're safe and uh, taken care of because they're my mom and dad, and I love them. But I was kind of bummed at my, I was kind of a little aggravated at my mom when she said, ooh, I'm not touching those. I'm like, I was thinking to myself, I said, mom, no, actually, I said it out loud. I go, mom, this is your, this is your husband, you know, 
Dixie would cut my toenails if I couldn't. But I was like, Mom, this is your husband. You should cut the man's toenails. She said, I didn't know they were like that. Excuse me while I cough. <coughs> Sorry about that. Still have a little bit of trouble with my throat. But anyway, I was a little, a little upset with my mom because she wouldn't cut them. She refused to touch his feet. <laughs> You've been married 50-some years. It's been longer than that? Oh, yeah, it's been longer than that. Wait, have they been married 60 years? Yeah, they've been married 60 years. Anyway, I don't know, like I say, I, I, anyway, I don't want to go on with the story too much, but a little bummed at my mom for like, Mom, you could have been doing this, but she did not want to touch that man's feet. And I'm the son. I shouldn't have to cut my dad's toenails. Come on, Dad. Anyway, I'm sorry, folks. I, I I apologize for uh, grossing you out. You probably just threw up your donut uh, or spitting up your coffee. So I do apologize um, <laughs> for that. Oh well. Oh, I, I rambled on too much. I ran. I rambled on too much. Um, let's take another quick break. I, and I promise, when I come back, we're gonna dive into the thing that even gold can't buy. Gold can't buy an inch of time. Folks, we'll be right back. Today's weather, a high of 41 degrees and a low of 19 degrees. Stop the clocks, it's amazing. You should see the way the light dances off your head. Okay, let's let's settle down and get uh, back to some um, pleasant conversation. But hey, time as we open up the show with that uh, Chinese proverbs talking about an inch of uh, time is is more valuable than an inch of gold. You can't buy an inch of time with an inch of gold. And how true that is. Hey, let me tell you a real quick. Uh, true story. I, I have to leave out um, a lot of detail, but I once was at a home, a very s- small home. It was, it was more of so of a building front, of like a storefront. 
divided up into, I believe there was four people living there. And and the home was no bigger than your like your little gas station, maybe bigger, a little bit bigger than a gas station size, like a storefront. It wasn't it wasn't house like you could tell it was not made to be a house, but somebody had converted it into to being a house. And the way it was divided up, it had four doors around the house. Anyway. It it wasn't a very nice place. The the each person had like one room, the kitchen, bedroom, and living room. Maybe the bathroom might have been in a different room, but basically it's all living in one room. And uh anyway, it wasn't a very pleasant place. I think many of many of us would not be wanting to be living in this place. But unfortunately, one of the persons living in here was going to be passing away very soon. That's all I can really say about that. And uh, I knew of this situation. So here you have a very, obviously very... uh, person without any wealth just going by from what I see um, and he and he's going to pass away living in this horrible living condition in my opinion then There's a very wealthy man, very wealthy man, living in a house you might see out of the movies. Just basically a mansion. Just beautiful. I can't even describe it. Beautiful home. And he's passing away too. He is near, he's near death. And it kind of hit me. Both the, the poor and the rich both passing away. Did it matter what the poor the poor man had in his home when he's passing away? Did it matter what the rich man had in his home when he's passing away? The rich man had a piano. The rich man had paintings hanging on the wall that looked like it came from an art museum. The carpet looked like it had never been walked on. 
statues. You know how you could tell just these things are expensive? Just you're like, okay, I would never want to touch that and knock that over because it probably cost him thousands of dollars. Beautiful, beautiful home and things in that home. The poor man, not much of anything. Um, a couch, a bed, a chair, and a stove, refrigerator. Nothing hanging on the walls of value. But you know what? They're both going to pass away. And what are they going to leave behind? Everything. Everything they're going to leave behind. Now, in case of the rich man, he will... Obviously, he has uh, things of wealth and value. He'll leave that to his kids or family members or, or donate it or whatever. Donate his bank account or pass it on to his family. And, and the poor man in the poor house, whatever he has, whatever little stuff he has, he may pass on. It may be not important to us, a thing of value, but maybe to him, he has something of what he considers value and pass it on to a loved one. But they're, gonna, they're both going to pass their stuff on to someone because they're both going to be near death. None of them are taking anything with them. They both might have worked all their lives. And saved things or held on to things of value or sentimental value. But at the end, after all that time they spent, they're taking nothing, nothing with them. Everybody is equal at death. Everybody is of equal value at death. At their funerals, they're both in a casket. Did it matter that the rich man had belongings, expensive belongings? Did it matter that the poor man had very little belongings of value? They're both equal at that point. None of that stuff matters. Anyway, not to bring you down. That sounds like I'm really trying to bring you down. And I don't, I don't mean that that way, but it, it makes me think, boy, all we have is time. And I know once before I did a show on time, but um, I had to mention it again because it really struck me that it doesn't matter 
we're all equal at the end of the day. Death has a way of bringing equality. You know, in this world, there's a lot of talk about equality and justice, but I tell you what, death sure has a way of bringing equality for sure. And justice, um, but I hope you're on the. I hope you're on the right side of. Uh, well, not justice, but grace and and mercy. Um, I hope you um, value grace and mercy. But uh, let's read a few things about time. I don't want to go on and and you know, it's supposed to be inspirational, but it can be, and it just, I think it just takes. It makes us think, what are we going to do with our time? What are the most important things in your, in your life? And I, I'm learning, unfortunately, at the age of 51, the most valuable thing is my family, my family and my faith. So, hey, your time is valuable. You can't hold time in your hands despite its lack of tangibility the importance of time exceeds monetary value. And this is coming from the, uh, Manolo, Man, uh, oh my gosh, can you learn how to speak? Minimalistmadesimple.com. So that's where I'm getting this information, just to be fair. Minimalistmadesimple.com. Like money, you can waste time or save it. Unlike money, you can't get the time back you've spent. So choose to spend it wisely and not all in one place. Let me read that last part again. Like money, you can waste time or save it. Unlike money, you can't get the time back you spent. So choose to spend it wisely and not all in one place. Number two, you never know how much time a loved one has left. A person is here today and can be gone tomorrow. The argument you had a friend with I, the argument you had with a friend could be the last words you ever say to them. Also, it shows you you should spend as much time as you can with the people that you love. Very true. Very true. You don't know when that time is going to come. You want to be careful with your conversations that you have with people. Really true. Number three, you don't know how much time you have left. You never know how much time you have left on this earth. Even those who are terminally ill don't have their fate set in stone. It would be reckless to say, live every day as your last since that would lead you to be very impulsive. That being said, you should live life without overthinking your decisions. Time teaches you, number four, lessons learned highlights the importance of time. It takes time to make mistakes, even more time to learn from them. You can find great teachers at Harvard, but time is the greatest teacher of all. And I kind of stop right there for a minute. How true that is. Sometimes, 
Sometimes, folks, I, boy, at, 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 I'm going to be 51 this year, and sometimes I feel, and I, it's a feeling, it's not a fact, but sometimes I feel so dumb because at age 51, I thought I should have learned more valuable lessons by this time in my life, and I'm still learning Lessons I wish I would have learned in my 20s. But that time is gone. I can't get that time back. That time is, is gone forever. And sometimes I said, oh, Kenny, why didn't you realize this valuable information in your 20s? Oh, if you would have learned it in your 20s, Oh my God, you would have been so much more kinder, gentler, um, smarter with your money, more loving. Just, just, you would have been a better person had you learned this earlier in life. Sometimes I'm amazed as I think, oh wow, I should have already learned this. And maybe I did, but I didn't put it into practice. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. I learned it, but I didn't put it into practice. So, um, yeah, but you know what? I can't get it back. I gotta, I gotta move on. Um, as Charles Darwin said, I usually don't, you're not going to hear me ever quote Charles Darwin, um, very much, but as Charles Darwin said, a man who dares to waste one hour of life has not discovered the value of life. I'm going to read that again from that evolutionist scientist, <laughs> Charles Darwin. A man who dares to waste one hour of time has not discovered, discovered the value of life. Boy, how much time do we waste? And then we got to figure out what is truly wasting time. You know, is for example, I know there's a lot of adults who play video games, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you think, well, okay, if someone's sitting down and uh, playing video games for an hour, is that wasting time? I used to think, well, yeah, that's you know, that's a big waste of time. But in a sense, is it? If that's something that life is about, some enjoyment too. So you got to have some. Enjoyment, whether it's playing a video game, reading a book, um, golfing with a friend, or you know, watching a football game, sports, but everything in everything uh, in moderation. You don't want to do that for hours and hours. Um, back when I was younger, in my twenties, thirties, not so much in the forties. Maybe the the beginning of my forties, um, I used to watch like Sunday was NFL Sunday. I didn't move off the couch for what six six or eight hours that day because it was football game after football game. You know, you had the one o'clock game, the four o'clock games. I think back then they was they stopped at the four o'clock. I don't think there ever was a Sunday night game earlier on, but now I think there's. Sunday night games, but um, boy, so how much time do you waste in front of the TV watching football 
on a Sunday. It, I think it'd been okay to watch one football game, but when you make your whole day, what a waste of time, in my opinion. Um, everything in moderation, you know. So, but uh, but anyway, I think we need to really think about what is wasting time and what is not wasting time. And as I get older, I'm tired to reevaluate my priorities of time. Because the most valuable thing to me, um, God and family, um, really what it comes down to, and, and others, God and loving others really is what it comes down to for me. And I got to get better at it. And, and uh, but your family, your family. Um, as I share with my mom and dad, my dad having dementia, I'm sad in the fact that I can't have that relationship with my dad I used to have in conversation. But at least he's still here so I could cut his toenails, which is not fun. <laughs> but... Um, so at least I get to spend time with them in their golden years and uh and and my wife and and uh how I need to be a better husband to my wife. She deserves to have a, you know, a, you know, I need to step up my game in that area and be a be a better father to my adult children and uh, just be there for them. You know, and not chase the American dream. You know, I think that's been a a scam, a fraud to a lot of us Americans running after that American dream. You can get that American dream and there's nothing wrong with, as I say, there's nothing wrong with having nice things. Um, you know, we all want to live comfortably. We, we want to do well in life. We want to have good jobs and, and do well. But there's no sense of chasing after things. Family people are the most important thing around. Humanity is the most important thing. I don't know, maybe they'll put that on my gravestone because I think I've, I've said that for years and I know my daughter um, really took up on that uh, saying, but humanity is the most valuable thing on planet Earth because that's all we have is each other. Yeah, we got gold, silver, fancy cars, fancy homes. But truly, the most viable thing on earth is humanity. Let's take another quick break. I'll be right back. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when the mom was saying us to Hey, and now it's time for your joke of the day. Have you ever tried 
eating a clock. It's very time consuming. Welcome back, folks. Hey, sometimes I got to take a break because in the morning, it's time to take the dog out to go potty. And it's funny, my dog, my dog Maggie, she's so funny. She, I never noticed before. She's probably been doing this all the time. But in recent months, I really noticed in the morning when we ask her if she wants to go outside, of course, she has to run around and get all excited. But when I'm getting ready to put her uh, chain on so I can walk her outside, um, I put her chain on and uh, her leash and uh, she stretches. She gets all the way down and she stretches out and then she stretches the other way. And it's so cute because it's like, well, I got to do my stretch if I'm going to go for a walk. I got to stretch. It's so hilarious. I, I get a kick out of that. Now I'll tell her even in the evenings, um, I'll tell her, Maggie, let's go outside. And uh, she'll, she'll, she'll stretch and it's... Uh, it's funny. So, hey, sometimes I got to take a break on the show just because it's time to walk the dog. Ah, priorities, people. Priorities. So let's use our time wisely. And one of it is you got to take the dog out. Um, so, wow. Hey, I appreciate you guys stopping by. I hope you did get your coffee and your virtual donut this morning. I do appreciate that. Um, you having a coffee and donuts with me. It makes me feel good. I don't feel so bad about myself when I have that virtual donut with you. But uh, hey, but time really um, kind of the end of the show. Make a list of what's valuable to you and uh, try to stick to that. Um, I know that's something I'm going to be working on. I got to figure out what what are the most valuable things in life and where do I want to spend my time and, and not to... Uh, get bothered with things that consume my my time. I, I once heard, uh, well, my childhood pastor, one time he preached a sermon um, kind of about on time and modern technology. Well, this was way back then, so um, he, he, he talked about, like, you know, we consume so much, and we buy things like, you know, you buy it. Now, this is way like 70s. So it's a lot different than today. But he mentioned, you know, before you used to have a ringer washer, there was a lot, you know, no, I don't think it was electricity. Well, it might have been electricity to, to agitate it. But, um, you know, a ringer washer where you had to crank the clothes to wring out the water by hand. We used to have one of those actually. And but but nowadays, you know, back then, you you go buy an electric washer machine and it does all that for you. But we buy things that break down and really what they cost us is time. Things eat up our time. Think about it. it you know and I'm not saying these things of course you shouldn't buy them. Of course, you know, you should in a sense. But the more you buy things, the more they break down and cost you time 
to fix the thing. So things eat up your time. You know, your snowblower, you know, it's in Ohio here. We got the snow on the ground. But uh, you can't always shovel, so you go out and buy a snowblower. And then guess what? It's, it, you're having trouble cranking it. It won't turn over. So you got to change the spark plug. Or you got to, you know, did you, did you empty out the gas from last season? Um, do you have to take it somewhere and have somebody work on it? Well, you're wasting time. Now, I'm not saying, of course, you're going to use it because in Ohio, we got to get the snow off the sidewalks and driveways. But it's just an example of things, things eat up your time. But you only have so much time with family and friends. So I'm going to try to be more intentional about how I spend my time and uh, just encourage you to reevaluate your time. So, once again, thanks for stopping by. Hey, I am working on some special episodes, um, but you'll have to give me some time, <laughs> speaking of time, um, to get that accomplished. So I am working on another interview, hopefully, very soon. And, oh, I did want to forget, um, Black History Month. I don't know what, you know, why we have to talk about Black History in just one month, why we don't have American history and just include it with history throughout the year. Um, but I do want to give a shout out because I got this book. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. I haven't had the time to read it yet, but I am going to read it. Um, and I highly recommend it just because of who the book's about, an autobiography of Walter E. Williams, an African-American gentleman, um, former professor of um, economics from um, Howard, is it Howard, George Mason University, former professor from George Mason University. He recently passed away. He is an amazing economist, writer, author. He's, his articles has appeared in newspapers around America for years. Um, he, he's one of the smartest mans I have ever heard speak. Um, just a common sense man, but great with, with economics. And uh, don't let that scare you. Even though it's a, you know, he's an economic professor, this is his life story. And I've heard, heard him talk about it before. And uh, it's fascinating. I can't, I'm looking forward to uh, diving right into this book. So, um, you know, speaking of uh, Black History Month, it's just that a lot of times people like Walter E. Williams get overlooked. I know he's, he's, he just passed away recently, so I know he's not much, you know, it's not like studying Martin, Martin Luther King, but... I want to honor him, honor this man by reading his autobiography. And if you ever get a chance, it's called Up From the Projects by Walter E. Williams. Up From the Projects by Walter E. Williams. Um, I think you'd be fascinated by his story, um, how an, uh, a young African man, African-American man, um, made it through life and... Uh, I promise you it's going to be a good read. So, well, hey, guys, let's do this again tomorrow. I love you guys.
I hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.